0: and realizing ew wait this is like a straight (laughs) rom-com like i don't want to fuck with this like (laughs) this is not what i'm here for
1: For i'm stephanie kaiser and i'm
0: chris lancaster and
1: this is queer intentions here we're talking about all things queer bisexual gay straight whatever you want to call it we're doing all of the conversations here that maybe we're not hearing anywhere else.
0: We're going to be talking about stories that I think a lot of us haven't even told some of the closest people in our lives. We're both dating people who probably haven't heard some of the stories or all the stories that we're going to be talking about. And we're, we're hopeful that, you know, maybe some of you all are able to relate to those
1: we believe that if you're not seeing the content that you want to see, then you might as well create it. so that's what we're gonna do here and by no means do we expect to get it right, but we hope telling our stories like s- sparks the conversation and and gets us all involved and in-, in community with each other as queer folks. So without further ado,
0: Queer intentions let's go <laughs> Queer intentions let's go.
1: I will say another like while we're like teetering on the line of like oh what's offensive and what's like funny and just like a cool little slang oh, thing yeah. in our communities. I really hate the term baby gay. I think it's so fucking interesting.
0: Annoying. <laughs> I All right, so I it. feel like you're speaking from experience here as yes. a, a
1: uh, I'm relatively
0: a... new in your journey.
1: Exactly, your coming out
0: journey, obviously, right. like you it's not like this is something you just decided right <laughs> as we Yeah. <laughs>
1: right and like we've said i already feel um like an imposter in the community because i've come out late like other people i have spoken with who are, have come out late also feel get that sense of like oh i'm new so like i have no idea what this is like and i'm fresh and another interesting thing that we should talk about at some point later is how that stigma of like new people coming out to the community is like a lot at least from my perspective a lot of Already established gays do not want to date them, do not want to really even take them under their wing. Kind of, it's married. Just like oh, I don't want to get involved, and I think that's like a whole shame thing of like I've already dealt with all my shame shit. Like I'm not ready to like go back into it with someone else and like help them through that. But regardless, I got called a baby gay a couple of times. And I just felt like I was like, okay, I'm new, I get it, but I'm already trying to be out here. Like I, I, I'm doing it. You're you know? just doing like your I'm best. Great. Jesus. And so it's like, it feels like novice as if like, that's a bad thing. You know, it's like, oh, well she's like new. So like, she doesn't get it. And then like, I've actually, I'll be honest, like have said about baby gay, I've used that term against other people too. Where I'm like, oh, it's a, they're such a baby gay. Like they have no idea how the community works or whatever. And I think like on both sides, it's just not okay to use. Like, I don't like being called it. I shouldn't call other people that. But I do think it feels like a superiority thing for those who are more established in the community.
0: Interesting. I, yeah, it's interesting you make the comment about um, people that don't want to date, people that are yeah. relatively recently coming out. And I, 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 I think back to my my experiences first on the dating apps, like when I came out in my junior year of college and, you know, having experiences where I went on dates with guys who were very clearly like, I don't know, I viewed it as they're so much more experienced than me. And it was a little bit intimidating. And there were also times too, where like, I felt that they were, you know, not interested as a result of like the fact that. I clearly had some shit to work on and I mean, I still yeah. have shit to work on. Everyone has shit to work on. Um, doing this podcast is a little part of that. Um, right? But I think that that's definitely a really common thing um, for, for some people, obviously like everyone's different, right. but. Yeah. I just
1: don't think that's fair. And as much as I can't, like, I haven't been put in that position yet. And I, when I was in that position, I had a couple women in my life who were in the community who were really kind to me. And I don't really know where, how I would, it would definitely would have taken me much longer um, to get involved and feel, you know, in community with these people. But at the same time, like, I, I do understand, like, I, it's been, you know, not that long since I've like come out and I'm already creating so many boundaries between myself and the people closest to me, as far as like being more careful what they say and how they, treat me in some of these ways and things that used to fly are no longer <laughs> flying in my realm. So I understand in that sense where I'm like, I'm already like having to, I feel like be very protective of myself with people closest to me about, you know, any shame coming my way, even by accident. Whereas like, if I had someone who was just like brand new to the community and wanted to get involved and like wanted help, I don't know if I'd be willing. I just, am still in a very like vulnerable place to, to even like hear those kind of like negativity, those moments with like family or whatever. I just like, I can't hear any of it right now, to be honest. Like I'm still like undoing a lot of that damage and it's just too, too much.
0: But that makes sense. One of the things that sort of like popped into my mind when, when we were talking about like, you know, being early on or or thinking about like the way that certain things are depicted um, the term gay baiting and also, I guess a little more inclusively queer baiting, maybe, but I've only ever really heard the term gay baiting, um, probably yeah, because that. I'm mostly around gay men. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I think that that's such an interesting thing that my boyfriend and I talk about all the time because really? there are so, so many. I think this is probably way, way, way more prevalent in the gay male community because of how overtly sex centric things can be perceived Mm. as or marketed as and like explain the the way that is yeah so sorry sorry getting ahead of myself (laughs) gay baiting is basically like like it's it's a straight person who is like welcoming like flirt flirtatious behavior or like trying to like get like gay men for example to you know give them attention and validate them and, and whatever, because they're hot and they're trying to get their attention. And like more generally, like, I think this applies in like a marketing and advertising sense, right. Where like, if you want to get a certain audience, um, you know, you, you market to, you know, hint at, but maybe don't actually depict, for example, like you know, same sex romance or gay representation and like a perfect, an example of this that we see all the time. And I want to throw out there because I don't know if other people experience this and maybe I could do some Googling, but Netflix, Netflix is their algorithm works really well. And I, I know I I'm positive that this is how this works because we experience this all the time. Adam and I obviously watch a lot of gay or, you know, LGBT centric things on Netflix. And one of the things that always happens is there will be new things that come on Netflix that show up on the main home screen or whatever when you scroll through and you see the little poster or the clip or the Mm -hmm. the whatever. And the the still from, you know, a, a movie or a show. And it will be like always like, a, one little scene or snippet or still where, like, two men are together shirtless or, like, two guys or, like, like some really, really hot guy is showing. But, like, if you watched the show, like, that is no real part of the show. It's, like, a... What? Like, thing that's trying to get you to think, oh, maybe there's gay stuff in here. Maybe there's yeah. a bunch of really hot men doing things in this show. And that's been something that, like, we notice all the time in netflix Really,
1: i need to pay attention because that's kind of that's scary i don't like that like that's a little too granular for me to feel comfortable with them just like throwing that out there and, on and the freaking i homepage.
0: don't i don't think i'm imagining this like i mean this I this seems it. pretty prevalent because the number of times that we have started to watch something and or watched the trailer as a result of seeing the little still yeah. that's there and then realizing Ew! Wait, this is like a straight rom com. Like I don't want to fuck with this. Like <laughs> this is not what I'm here for. for Raji yeah. gay sex. Like that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I want to see two gay men fall in love and live happily ever after. Yes. Like not a gay best friend that's standing there next to his hot straight friend and then yeah. all of a sudden the he's like only in like one scene of the entire freaking movie <laughs> or show yeah. wait so it can be i see how it can be like a brand too
1: but is it so that person when you can say like someone's gay baiting yep. is that did that does that person have no intention of ever like being like you know they would never follow through in any way oh
0: like, oh 100 percent. i can think of okay. some some very many examples um i know okay. a there's, there's a lot of male models. This is very prevalent on Instagram. Um, if you did a little bit of digging, um, there are a lot of very, very, very widely followed, like millions of followers on Instagram of straight men who it's very apparent, like they do like magazine or only fan light type of, of arrangements where people pay for their, you know, almost nudes usually they're not even full nudes maybe it's an ass but like you're probably not going to get you know a a dick pic or anything usually out of these things and the amount of money that these these guys make like uh, there's there's one model in particular that that um i i can think of and you know it's just one of those situations where I, I mean good for them capitalism but <laughs> like <laughs> there's obviously you know there's this like certain amount of fantasy too i think amongst yeah like, that's a good i point. mean i can speak for myself like when i you know there's certain you know straight models that i follow on instagram or that i've seen before but i try to have a very hardline approach and that if i know that someone is probably straight or if i get the vibe that like they're just doing this to Get the attention, like I mean, like any of us do on Instagram. I mean, yeah, I just posted a right. photo on Instagram uh, over the weekend, so I'm not one to talk. But, yeah. but I'm just like, nope i I don't I don't want to be a part of this. So I'll, yeah. i I usually unfollow. Or I try not to engage, but um they're getting plenty of engagement elsewhere.
1: That's so interesting because I I don't know. I like so this like I've been wanting to have a conversation about this topic. So I'm just well, let's just like go into it too while we're still here. Is the fact that, okay, so we've talked about people who are new to the gay scene, they come out and like people don't really want to deal with them, right? And then we've talked about people who are no intention of ever being, you know, or, or being in relationship with them in the gay community, but then capitalize on it in, in your instance there. And then there's that terrible, ugly place where people think they're like, I could be, I could be bisexual, I could be gay and I'm not out. I also don't have any near term plans to be out. I'm gonna experiment, but more than that, I'm also gonna date. Like I've, I have, I know people who have been in relationships and never come out, and that was the end of the relationship because of that reason. To people who are, it's usually from what I've seen, people who are already in the community and have been for a, you know, a long period of time. So to me, there's this like really ugly place, at least from my standpoint, that. Oh, people have capitalized on that way like it almost feels like for emotional security or connection or just like a fun fling I'll never forget I was in this podcast that I love and now I'm like liking it a lot less because it's very straight but and white mm-hmm. which is also annoying but she was they were talking to a guest and she was like oh yeah she's in suburbia now with a man and she was like and thinking about how for three years she dated a woman And it wasn't even touched on. She didn't even say she identified as bisexual, but like, it really bothered me because I was like, well, what was that? You know, like, I'm not saying she has to define it, but it feels like this like pushed under the rug thing where she kind of said, she's like, oh yeah, now all the lesbians hate me. You know, it's like classic, like straight girl. And that just pisses me off because I am like, at least give it a name. You know what I mean? At least say like, I'm bisexual. I feel this way, at least within the community, you don't have to like post an Instagram. But to me that just like really pisses me off because then like someone like me, like I'm really trying to do the work and I'm trying to have these conversations and, and, and come out and whatever. And it's hard as hell. And I get it. Like not a lot of people don't have a good experience. Like even people just this weekend were like someone listened to the podcast and they were telling me about their mom and how like she, her mom's still not okay with it. And To have like either a family member or friends or just like in general, their community not be accepting and they know that so they're not going to come out or they have no real intention of going over that bridge, it really ticks me off. And it really is something it's like a slap in the face to me in the queer community where I'm like you don't get to also support me endlessly and say like, go queers. And like, we're going to go to pride and whatever, and then have these experiences and completely dismiss them and ignore them and not acknowledge them. And, and say that you're an ally, because like, not to say that, like, obviously people have work to do in general, like emotionally inside of like who they are and what they stand for and whatever, because it is, it's like, like we said, it is a big deal to come out. It is a big deal to like be brave and like, tell people who you love, like if it's the same gender. So fuck you, you know, if you're going to take advantage of everything, like someone or the community has to offer you in this way of this community, and then to go back on it and like deny it because you're ashamed, which is ultimately what that is. We can like call it whatever you want. You're ashamed. That's the only reason, that's the reason why you're not doing this is like, is just so disrespectful to me and gets me so riled up. And I see like, let's act like long-standing lesbians and queer people get into these relationships with straight women or whatever. And there's always jokes and stories and whatever. And it's all fun and games until it really is shame and stigma and this like self-hatred or whatever you want to call it. So I just want to like call that out because it's very passionate, but I still see it go on even with my friends to this day. And it, like on either side, and I get it. Just like we all, I don't know. Like, just don't hurt other people. I wanna, like,
0: yeah, I wanna, I wanna distinguish a little bit because I feel like, obviously, there's no way to like blanket that, but at yeah. the same time, like, obviously, we don't know what people are dealing with. I think mm-hmm. the one, the, the thing I wanna most distinguish, though, I, I understand, especially the whole like. A woman who was in a relationship for a super super long time with another woman and then now she's with a man and she never really needs or wants to discuss it. And it's, it's not really important in whatever story that she's telling from the other instance or another part of this, which I think kind of came out on what you were just saying. So like, correct me if I'm wrong here, I'm going to give my own little experience, which is the instances though, where two people are maybe in a relationship or they're dating, or maybe it's super, super casual, whatever. And there's this like pressure put on one person by the other that like you have to come out or you have to X, Y, or Z. And and I think that's such a really, really, really tricky and slippery slope because it's not just like coming out like publicly. It's more like, I think a lot of the situations, like I remember my, my long experience that I had with this guy in late middle school, high school, early college. Like there was a point where he straight up was like, you, like, I'm not going to do this anymore unless you come out like to me Mm. and yourself and like tell me like you identify this way. He was basically like, tell me you're gay or else I'm going to stop having sex with you. And I, so sorry if I'm drawing a parallel to what you were saying in this, but like, I think that, I think that's something that's so deeply complicated too, because it's Mm -hmm. like, I mean, obviously I was scared shitless and I wasn't going to say, okay, I'm gay. Okay. Let's keep having sex. Like I was so afraid and I like wasn't ready to, like I wasn't ready to come out to myself. I didn't come out to myself for like six years of hooking up with this guy. Like it was a long time because I just, I couldn't deal with it. And so I think it's tricky because I don't know how we are properly able to articulate or get someone else to articulate. Like if you were in a relationship with someone of the same sex and now you're not, does that mean you're bisexual? I don't know Mm -hmm. because- Maybe, maybe they were truly just, I don't know. I hate the term like having fun or they were felt good. Like you, you have these instances of like, (laughs) I'm putting quotes here, uh, straight men who, you know, have had sex with many, many different gay men or something, but are married to women and Mm -hmm. are obviously you, they would, they would go to the grave saying that they're straight and Mm -hmm. you know, what does that mean? I don't know. Like, I really don't know. Like, are they... Like, were they topping all these gay men and they were just treating it like, close their, closing their eyes and treating it like, right, a, like, right. like a woman or whatever? I don't know. I mean, I can speak from from experience from some of those guys that I interact with in college and may or may not have slept with and are now married to women. Like, I I don't know. Like, that yeah. that's complicated. That's very true. I don't know if I just muddied the water on what you said, <laughs> but so, sorry I mean, if I confused it or- No,
1: no, that was actually like the perfect- kind of opposite end of it because i do agree i think i'm being harsh like i think i especially in your instance my i just i have such a problem with it i think because like i don't know why maybe we have to categorize everyone and it's like why do you categorize everyone let's just say like we're all having sex with every gender so like chill you know maybe that would solve all these like little nuances of like "No, no no but i'm straight but i think it is what bothers me is this like no 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 but i'm straight thing because it just casts more of and in, in a quote other on like the gays and the LGBTQs of like, we're not you, like we are not the same. And that just, I think is what maybe hurts me the most. So I'm trying to figure out, I mean, obviously you and I, like you said, it's deeply complicated. You and I aren't going to figure it out tonight. I just think something about that really makes me feel unwell you know like there's something there that to me is like an, a monster of an issue and I don't know what the answer is but it bothers me so I guess as much as I want to give everyone the grace and the time to be like take as much time as you need it's when you involve other people especially a community that's so deeply oppressed and this like gay phobia uh, bi phobia, all the freaking phobias you put those all together it just beca- becomes this like shit storm of us versus them and that's where I think I get mad about because we have enough of that today. And I'm just like, can we, can we all just be one? Yeah. Can we all just like come together on some common ground in that way? And I'm not seeing that when, when those situations play out. So that's where I have a
0: problem. No, I I completely understand that. I think obviously we're always looking for ways to understand and process Mm -hmm. things that we're experiencing and, or people that we're meeting and I can understand like wanting, I mean, obviously I think of this all the time. Like when I walk into a room of people or like when I meet someone, like I will immediately be like, oh, I think this person's gay. Like, that's like what I, like, I just, I just, I'm attuned to it. And so I want, I think me, for me, like I'm looking for, you know, that similarity and almost like a feeling of comfort. Um, But at the same time, like I am like, I don't want to be like straight people. I don't, I love being gay. I like, I like, don't want that. And so to me, like, there's a certain point of like, I don't know, that's their problem type of thing. um, In situations where obviously like I'm in a long-term relationship. And so I guess a lot of these things don't really apply to me not, not apply to me, but I just don't experience them regularly. And so, you know, but, but I can see, I mean, like personally, like I, I went through situations earlier on where even though I was maybe the more experienced one and I was dealing with someone who was not and wasn't even out, for example, where I sort of really liked the opportunity to like, because it was casual and I wasn't actually Mm. looking for anything out of it, which is a very different, I think, distinction, right? I was just like having a fun time. And to me, like, it's fun to like it was fun in the time to to maybe mess around with someone that wasn't super experienced, and it felt like it was a situation that you know you were maybe teaching them things, or you yeah, were going through yeah. and being a potentially formidable and impressionable experience. Hopefully for good, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> know. We're not going to have know. any of those people on the podcast, so let us know what their <laughs> opinions are.
1: Exactly. I just think, um, yeah, I agree. I it's such a good point. It is their problem. And so I'm taking it to offense. That's what I do best. And pick all my battles, you know. Um, but the thing is, is yeah, I just think I don't want to be like straight people either. It is like this weird other no matter what. It's either my other is the straight people and the straight people's other is us, or what or whatever you however you want to define it. But yeah, it is interesting of like. What you said when you seek out gay people, um, gay men to like specifically, even just as friends. I remember I was listening to a podcast and she was gay and she was saying, I seek out gay people because I know that they've been, they've had the same struggles as me. Like I know they've struggled and that's important for me. to I feel,
0: I feel understood. I always just like know that there's going to be a level of understanding and that is super, super comforting.
1: Oh Yeah. And like for any culture, race, religion, um, you know, sexual orientation, it's like that is what it is. It's like I want to feel understood.
0: Point blank. 100%. A hundred percent. Beautiful thing. A hundred percent. Come a long way. I know. Full <laughs> a circle. long, long, long way to go. <laughs> Stephanie, uh the 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 battles.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm like, man, I better slow down on my freaking chariot here, or I'm just like, let's go, let's ruin everything. Um yeah, but I think that's a good stopping point for today. We're not going to save the queer community from everyone, um, but Queer Media of the Week. Queer uh, Media.
0: Ready? Yeah. So I wanted to take a little bit different spin um, this week because um, one of my favorite uh, musicians recently came out with a new album. And it got me thinking about really, really impactful queer music that has Mm. impacted me um, on my my journey. And I should just only give one so that I can give another one for another episode. But I want to give both because there are two specifically that were very, very influential for me um, and still are today. And I get very nostalgic listening to their music. Um, One of them is this guy, Joseph Salvat. Who just came out with a new album a few weeks ago he's who I was referring to so he is a bisexual man who was born in Australia and he's French ba- he's French based so like he he wow. speaks French he lives in Paris he has um, a handful of albums um, out and he came out with an album. Um, when I was like early college and I don't remember how I discovered him. Maybe it was, uh, discover weekly on Spotify or something. And he has this song on his debut album called night swim that is called hustler. And the music video for this song, I highly recommend I'll even link it in our, in our, um, description for this episode is him basically going back and forth between, uh, foreplay and making out with a woman and a man like separately, but at the same time. Whoa. And, it is super, super interesting because it, I don't want to spoil it, but like fun thing happens at the very end. It's super aesthetic. Like it's vibes in my opinion. And this soft, my sophomore year of college, like this was like, or junior year of college, this was like super, super, super like impactful on me. Just like seeing representation, um, Mm -hmm. in music, which is really rare. And someone who was bisexual, cause I feel like it's always in music. It's very, at least within men, like it's I feel like we just don't see many bisexual men and people don't take their word for it as we talked about earlier Agreed, yep. So
1: other queer media I will share is this book called Stonewall. Um, Obviously it's about the Stonewall riots in the, I think it was, yeah, like the late 60s. So this is really interesting. The New York Library put together a, a compilation of accounts of Stonewall from different authors who wrote about it during the time, newspapers, articles, online, everything, Um, clubs that were established, you know, queer clubs and everything, like clubs for people to get together and meet, not like, party clubs um but so it was just very um it has you know like every you know few pages it's like uh, it turns into another account from someone else either queer a drag queen um gay man you know and I look like anyone in that time. So it was just a very formative time in general for like any kind of oppressed group, like women's rights, obviously civil rights, etc. So Stonewall, if you don't know, is the riots in June that ultimately started at a stone of uh, the bar called Stonewall, I believe. And police came and raided it. And then the gays decided to fight back. Um, I will say I learned a lot because I was like the more, the reason I was reading it about like who led the charge. And I would say it was a lot of black drag queens um actually and that was really powerful and it it feels like more of a gay man um led you know protest so that was interesting like when i heard more about how like the lesbian
0: history queen.
1: Yes, exactly. So give it a read if you actually want to learn from a bunch of different sources what went on, which I think was my ultimate goal. And it's a it's why Pride is in June. Again, this was in June in New York City. So it's iconic. You should know about the history. Um, and like we said, the whole don't say gay stuff going on in Florida and around the country right now is very relevant. So just make sure that even though that stuff's going on, we still should be educating ourselves by ourselves. So anyway. All right. That's it. Queer eye every.
0: Queer (laughs) eye.
1: (laughs) Netflix, please sponsor us still. (laughs) I know. Um, Queer intentions every Monday. And we'll see you next time, guys. Thank you.